this shit immediately after the Welcome to the Future. What don't you like about this? <laughs> what don't I like about it? Yeah, the intrusive I don't privacy. Know, I, guess, I guess I don't like about it the same thing that everyone doesn't like about it. How it's, oh. it's dude, it's like it's a mirror image of why like, wouldn't you a want a dystopian your... future, like a dystopian future, dude? It, it, that's why wouldn't I want a dystopian like, future? Ask, this is dystopian. Ask, answer me this: Why wouldn't you want your photos to have you them be able to make a call for you? My photos make a call for me? Yeah. Dude, yeah. my pictures can't... This isn't Harry Potter, dude. My pictures can't even move, let alone make a future. call for me. Why would they ask for the permission? <sighs> you're right. Yeah, actually, you're right. Why Why do they even need to ask for permission? I guess they don't. It's probably why, like, Zuckerberg and... and uh, well, Insta- well, I guess he is Instagram, but they got busted for recording information. Oh, that's probably why the whole government got busted in the <laughs> Snowden, the Edward Snowden. I like Snowden how we're shit, having dude. this conversation while we're being um, listened to purposely so that's kind of my thing it's just like i know but we're not edgy enough we're not edgy enough to have to worry you were talking about dude it's not about it's not about if it's if it matters it doesn't matter if they care about what you're saying or don't care about what you're saying it's a matter of like this is these are our rights as citizens and they're being violated and we're just being like who cares like i get the principle for sure but like at the end of the day i feel like the people who care most about it is people who think very highly of themselves have a big ego and what why because you're you, not you saying that I don't people care about what they're listening to i don't think no, anyone no, no. cares if they care what like, they're listening to if they if there was an fbi terrorist. agent on my laptop and they were just looking at me jerking off every day i'd be totally okay with that it's like good for you man you that's your job and you have to look at me well, you should at least get paid jerk. for that dude that's a fbi gets a webcam handsome. you should not the fbi Oh, She's watching you yeah. jerk off on this. Because I'm basically... Yeah. Yeah, you are. You basically are. That's what I say after every jerk session. I'm like, that'll be $50, please. And then he just cash apps you. I just say Jeff. I just assume his name is Jeff. But it could be different people. We don't know. His name is Jeff. I'm Jeff. Well, my name Jeff. But they call me El Jefe. El Jefe. You've seen the movies. You've seen the movies. But I want to get to um, the one important topic of tonight. Is Peter has this beautiful, beautiful, one of a kind piece of artwork in his living room that is actually in the Boston Museum of Arts. Yeah, the Museum of Fine Arts, dude. And it and it kind of tripped me out because I was on acid when I first saw it, and I was like, oh, either. Peter stole this artwork and they made a replicate or some other way he got it. So I just want to ask you, is that really worth like thousands of dollars or Well Yeah yeah it might be. What what is the artist? It's a Renoir. Renoir. Yes. This is a Renoir. This is Dance at Bougerville. This is one of the three full life-sized paintings that he did. This one is Dance Bougerville with his 17-year-old model, this chick Marie, going on to become a famous painter all her own. And his friend, I think his name's Henry, uh, 
And it's interesting because it kind of looks like she really doesn't want to be there right now. Yeah. And he kind of like, looks like he's really into her. Yeah. So that's probably the real dynamic is this like it's cute 17 like, year old and his like 35 year old friend. And his 35 year old friend is like, oh, baby, come on. We can do after this, after we model, we can go out get a drink. You know? Have you ever been to a uh, party and that old dude's always like, where's my hug? He's um, the where's my hug guy. Yeah, where's my hug guy? The most annoying. I've been to a party guys. and the dude was like, Where's my girl? You don't dude. have one, sir. Oh, that was an awkward story. That was oh, so awkward going to the beaches and just having random guys being oh, yeah, like, "Where's, guy. where's my girlfriend?" Yeah, that guy. There were just multiple people. I really hope we don't get to that point where um, we go to the beach on Thursday afternoon yeah. and ask. 20 year olds, yeah, 20, 50, 30 year olds, like 5 years old, accosting 20 year olds, being like, Yeah, I used to be young and attractive. My girl, yeah, she's alright. She used to be a yoga <laughs> teacher, but you know, she's well, not. Girls anymore. at your age must just be. Whew. It makes you think, like, how lucky we are. And it actually kind of makes me feel a little happy. Because someone wants... Well, it's also kind of terrifying because, like, we're not getting any younger. And and as we get older, it's going to seem like it happens so quickly. And I kind of feel like we're already that old. You know how, like, if you say something right now, and then you don't think about it, 24 hours later, you think about it. That's like time travel. That's like, you know, you remember this moment. This moment's already gone. And then the next day you think about it, and it's the next time that you've thought about it, and all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, it's 24 hours later. I don't even remember how this time went by. Like, you were, so we're talking about this right now, but it's already tomorrow night. Like, it's literally, like, all already tomorrow night. And it's, it's crazy. It's, and so who knows, man, maybe 60 years is going to just fly by the same way. Yeah, because it's all, ra- like, a ratio of how long you've been alive. So when you were six years old, a year was one sixth of your life. If you're 25 or 30, it's it's uh, 125th or 130th. So it's not as long as what it was to you perceptively, but still, um, from a third party's perspective, the same amount of time. True. It's crazy. When I was a kid, I wasn't even aware of time, like, literally at all. Time yeah. just wasn't something that occurred to me. <laughs> you know, I know it's funny. When I was a kid, I thought, um, you know how all photos from the past are like black and white 1930s 1920s i thought color got invented <laughs> in like 1920 yeah it did dude that was oppenheimer dude he dropped in the uh, the yeah. technicolor bomb and what did he say he said he said now this i am shiva destroy destroyer of worlds world. yeah and, and then on. he and then he colorized the world mm-hmm. and said just just kidding this doesn't no i thought it happened in a tornado Oh yeah, with the little dog. With the little dog. Oh yeah, no, no, that the tornado was just created by the atomic blast. Mm. So it's still Oppenheimer, the technical bomb. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yeah, I also believe that um, people have outlines of themselves. I don't know if you ever saw that Ed and Eddie show, but like from a two D perspective, you have an outline from like the background. Mm. And uh, I told my mom, I asked my mom, I'm like, hey, um, how do you peel people's outsides off of themselves? She's like, 
you're an insane kid and it's not <laughs> a thing and people have three D's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you grab that little kid and you say, I'll show you. And that's why I skinned that man alive. Yeah. It was not because yeah. I had intentions of killing him. I just wanted to, I was curious. Illustration. Illustration. Curiosity both, killed the man that... Exercise a theory and prove a point. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, man, I did that all the time. I remember when I was a little kid, I put a carrot and a spoon with water in the spoon and held it over a candle for like 30 seconds and then I fed it to my mom and I thought she was going to die, but I thought, well, it's in the name of science. <laughs> what? What? You tried killing your mom? I just thought it might. It was a carrot. And I cooked it over. I mean, that's good vitamin... Vitamin E. No, I'll never forget it though. Because I, just really, I really did PG. like I I will never forget it because I really did think there was a possibility my mom's gonna die and yet I still gave it to her. Like I'll never like I was a sociopathic little kid. You I remember sure feeling that. like all in knots about it. But I was like <laughs> What was telling but you? But I was to like but though? I was like but I was like it's in the name of science. I was like progress can't be made without sacrifice. Mm-hmm just so happens your mom is the guinea pig right of course you know the flame and the little water didn't do shit because i only held it over for like three seconds so it was just a little piece of rock hair but you know <laughs> did your mom wake up and was like what the fuck no she's dead because of oh wait i thought we were talking about did never mind what's did the the Defenseless and destructible animals. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. But yeah, no, I, I can never relate to that because she's alive and well. She's a beautiful, perfect, and I she shouldn't beautiful. even make that. I shouldn't even make that joke because I don't know what I would do if I lost my yeah, mom. Yeah, people don't know that your his mom is definitely alive and she's a beautiful lady. Definitely, yeah. Most people I don't like her a lot. She's really cool. You can Google her. <laughs> she's Google. Oh, I have, man. I was working at a pizza place, and this dude Dan, this dude Dan was the, the this dude Dan was uh, one of the delivery kids, and I was like, talking about something about my mom's business, and he was like, "You can Google your mom," and it was like such a like, and I didn't realize. I don't think it is actually. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are Googleable. I'm pretty sure anyone who owns any kind of a business. Well, I mean, not the guy we tried. Not that guy. No, that guy is eminently ungoogleable. <laughs> Fuck that guy. It is ungoogleableness. On Google Bliss. If anybody's ever know. heard of Google Bliss, uh, Google guy Bliss. named Timothy big Edward Gagnon, let us know. I'm trying to Gagnon. Literally do that. But yeah, I've done the same thing to my mom, but like not with the same intent of trying to kill her because I'm not a sociopath. Um, oh. But we would get that's exactly great what a sociopath would say. Well, I'm just a smart sociopath, right? And you're not as Most sociopaths are, I think. Or maybe that's a narcissist. You never say you're a sociopath. How would you know? You would just never say that if you're a sociopath. But, like, I don't know what someone else feels. Maybe I am a sociopath because I've never experienced feeling. How would I know I'm not experiencing feeling if I never did experience feeling? Because you're a good, like, um, interpreter of other people's emotions or what that would feel like. Like, I've never had my arm chopped off, but I've seen Saw, and I understand that that would be pretty painful. But I can't understand that, because I've never gone yeah, through it. Yeah, it's because you're empathetic, dude. That's exactly ah, what a sociopath shit, I'm not, a, not empathetic. That's uh, what a sociopath yeah. would say if they're trying to get away with not being a sociopath, though. 
right? But they wouldn't be a sociopath if they were trying to get away with not being a sociopath. Because they'd be trying to prove they were a sociopath if they were trying to get away with not being a sociopath. Well, bro, you're so alive, so let's put it back. Bro, Hadro and Pogo, which way did Tigger go? I don't know, but he bounced on that tail, though. Don't you know? Now we'll take a drag on that Hadro and Hadro and we go. And Drago and Drago and Dracula for sure. Yeah, I'm reading Dracula and it's just pretty whack, so. Dracula? Yeah. Speaking of Dracula and blood. Dracula. Dracula and blood. Vincent Price. Word association. You're just saying words. I just said that. Beat you to it. Damn, you are a I only learned to be human by studying other humans, and it was my realization that I was incapable of normalization that made me think I was inhuman. Yeah, so I'm zooming like the human vacuuming, sucking up life around me, making it profound, even though it's not sublime at all, not even a little bit. No sublime. Have you ever uh, watched the movie American Psycho and you say to the main Christian character, Bale. huh, yeah. that guy has something going on that I like. Yeah, I did. You have sympathy, or actually, sympathy is an emotion, I'm sorry. You just feel connected. No, it's like Steve Martin in The Jerk when he first heard white people music. It was more like that. Yeah. Where he's like, mama, mama, look, I can dance. He's doing like the quintessential white guy dance. That's stereotypical. And then they like sat him down and they were like, if he It's about time we told you, son, you're adopted. And he's shocked. Yeah, imagine. Having white people dance moves. I cannot relate to that. I cannot. I hate By the way, we're dude. both Caucasian, but one of us is not Caucasian. Caucasian. Well, I don't know. A racist kid told me that Caucasian is from the caucus, and like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, literally. I don't know if I'm from the caucus. I mean, I've never been privy to like a small group trying to like figure out who they were going to nominate to run for president. But isn't that like it happens in Iowa? Wait, what? No, 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 not that. Iowa. You're 300 IQ in me right now. Um, like, cock. Caucasian. The caucus, yeah, Middle East somewhere. Middle no, East. wait, the Mediterranean. Be, no, no, I can't, cause it, I'm pretty sure it's, it's in Europe. Europe. It's got to be in Europe, though. Like Eastern Europe. It's definitely in Europe, though. No, but I'm I'm Armenian, so I don't think we're from the caucus. We just happen to be like the lightest skin, Middle Eastern culture. That's kind of the best of both worlds. Like you got a dope ass. Yeah, I'm one in a million, literally because there's a million people who speak Armenian. You've probably said that a million times in your life, right? At least a million. You go up to a girl and you're like, hey, you're one in like five. I gotta be honest, you know, I do that a lot. I'm like, you're not special. You're you can not only, special. If a sweet you're came not. up to you, you could relate to them because they're like also one in a million, but. Swedes suffered a genocide? <laughs> no. But how come they're like one in a million? Just because they don't Small have sex, population. I guess. Oh, damn. And also, why the fuck Swedes. do you live in Sweden, right? Swedish. Um, yeah, because it's beautiful, isn't it? Sweden? Sweden is beautiful, but I did have a Swedish friend who stole, uh, like, a car from me. Damn, I had a Swedish fish. It didn't steal anything from me. Yeah, I mean, 
pay also don't wait did it really steal the car from you well i offered i gave i borrowed i lent him a thousand dollars for a honda civic because you know we were in middle school or high school you were in middle school you lent him a thousand dollars to buy a car man how many years do you hold back yeah right he was like a year older so we thought he he was so cool but um i should have known he was an asshole because he said hey i uh Asked my friend in Sweden for money, and he gave it to me, and I never returned the loan. I'm like, that's totally chill. Here's a thousand dollars. Oh man, you're not doing yourself any favors. I'm not. I'm not. I was like, no, I'm different. I'm American. We don't take shit from nobody. These two just turns out Swedish are neutral to everything because that's what they did in World War Two. What was uh? What was that horror movie, Midsommar? Was that Swedish? I think that was Swedish. Oh, no, no, no. That was, uh... We watched that. I watched that, like, last week. You watched Midsommar? Yeah, we did. You and Brenna? Yeah. What do you think? It was fucking awesome. It was awesome? It was beautiful, beautiful... Cinematography? Yeah. Well, what did you think about like the unbelievably insanely mind-blowing, disturbing, disturbing shit? I'm like, yeah, because they went to Sweden because that one dude, yeah, he was there for like a study on uh-huh. the PhD guy. Was like, oh, let me get in on it. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Um, I really hated the girl, thesis, right? and at the end, I really you hated did? her even more. She doesn't have any. I didn't hate it. I couldn't hate her, man. At the beginning, I thought she was. I thought she. I thought I kind of hated him more than I hated her. Cause she was like, but like she's overbearing and. No, she wasn't. She totally wasn't, like, dude. Hey guys, I know you guys are trying to have like fun male bonding time, but uh, I'm coming with you. you well, he invited her. He straight up invited her, and then she was like, "Is that okay with him?" And like, if anything, you can say she didn't read the room very well, but also yeah. she had just like suffered this I, horrible like, and probably it was like a big deal to her. First of all, not to lose anyone else, which included the boyfriend who clearly wanted out. You know, she needed stability desperately, and she, if any more of her immediate environment fell apart, she probably would too, because she clearly had, like, mental health issues. Yeah, because of you her could, family. Yeah, exactly. She clearly had mental health issues, but her sister just had it so much worse, because you could tell at the beginning, like, she had a therapist, like, and she's, yeah. you know, freaking out in her head, and she overthinks things, but then her sister, like, because, so it must be hereditary, which mm-hmm. is ironic, because he also did hereditary, but... Good movie, by the way. Ah, uh, crazy movie. But That's crazy. Am I an asshole Based for, on a like, real satanic ritual actually saying that to Brenna and I'm like hey you can come along out west when we go this winter wait did you say that no because like she doesn't know how to ski or snowboard so uh-huh. I'm like it was just more of like a not hypothetical not a like, so would you be an asshole for no- what do you what's the question I was just like yeah you can come knowing that she would say no but, but like, that's exact are you kidding that's exactly what he did but like in the movie he was like oh she should have known that I feel like it's more of a joke being like eh, you can come if you know what it's well I think the idea was that she was like, like pretty obviously up. does she was like pretty fucked up at the time so yeah. like maybe she just was totally unable to read the environment because she was just overwhelmed yeah really. but if she was like a normal person at that stage in life it would be okay to like slide that joke through maybe an asshole maybe I'm <laughs> a sociopath who knows wait slide what joke through being like you can come through too Oh, but that's not a joke. That's just something you don't mean. <laughs> but it was like, I don't know. Maybe it's the phrasing. Because she, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, 
Roberta told me this morning that she was going to ask me if I wanted to go to Cannery Row. Where is that? It's in San Francisco for in January. But she's like, but you're going with your friends and I'd, you know, you're happy doing that, so I want you to do that. But apparently before I told her we were going, she'd been proposing and asking me if I wanted to go to Cannery Row, which is where that book, Cannery Row, is written about. Is that that windy road? It's where all the canneries used to be for all the like sardines and shit. And it's got to be on the water somewhere. Oh, it's a cannery. But it's not a cannery. It's Cannery Row. It's the section of town that was built around the fact the can the oh, workers cannons. and the canneries, the factories or whatever. You know, yeah. They used to can all the fish, and I think they went out extinct in the seventies. Yeah. But she was gonna ask me for anyways. So that was sort of related to what you were saying I don't know maybe I changed the subject sort of but um at the end of the day the first question I ever asked was about that painting I just wanted oh, you yeah. to give me an estimate of how much does it worth well if I, I look at paintings I'm like Katie that's an investment if Katie right? hadn't maybe broken it it's not broken well it's kind of broken a little broken maybe able to be fixed you have such a fine eye Peter and that's one of the things I love about you but you know I'm telling you you, know, you can tell I would buy that alright well do you want to know for at least 3000 alright alright well, but that's that, someone who doesn't know anything about paint that is from the Polaroid Museum replica collection the Polaroid Museum replica collection is that in 1965 I think the MFA commissioned Polaroid to build them a one-of-a-kind camera. It was so big it filled an entire room, and the lens for it was weighed 50 pounds, and they they conjectured that it was from a stealth um, surveillance plane, mm. and uh, like a U2. Yeah, and uh, that's so cool. Because they would capture someone anyway. So and and the film was 40 by 80 inches, so the film was so large they wouldn't have to reprint the pictures, and they would just capture all the detail in one shot. Anyway, so. They would take pictures of the paintings, and the painting pictures of the paintings would be so detailed that they would hang them in place of the originals if they had to lend them out to, like another museum or for cleaning yeah, yeah, or yeah. you know for cleaning or something. And if you wanted to, you could commission the MFA to print one of them for you and frame it, and it would cost you twenty five hundred dollars and fifteen hundred dollar fee, so four grand total. And they would print it and frame it for you. Uh, and they numbered each one, and mine is number 67, so there's 67, I don't know. Probably 100. Well, I, they, they dis, so they dismantled the camera in 1991. In 1992, Andy Warhol used it for a shoot. After that, it was never used again. So in 1991, so between 1965 and 1991 was all the time that it produced Dude. anything. And uh, Think about the rapid increase in value that is 30, 30 years ago basically yeah maybe it might be again I, I mean if she fucked the, the fucking you got Pokemon cards from 1995 going for 200 grand yeah well, like this, yeah well I gotta go to the MFA and find out I had to ask them because they're the only ones gonna because I couldn't find any online well I haven't looked in a while but last time I looked I only found a small one which I forget who painted it maybe what it was exactly a is sergeant. the painting huh What's that painting name? Of? Named? Yeah. Dance that. at Bougerville. Dancing what? Dance at Bougerville. It's a place in France. Dances outside of a cafe. This is considered the best of the three paintings that he did. I agree, I agree. There's like the litter in the foreground and the back. He didn't really detail the background much, but this one shows 
some real vibrance, you know, and some real culture. This is great to talk about over a podcast, but like, I can concur with everything you're saying. And guys, just imagine a, a cool ginger lady, no soul, obviously, with a obviously another ginger. Oh, definitely. He kind of looks like Van Gogh. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I'm like, is there some uh, uh, inception going on? Maybe. I don't know. Like one friend, I think his name is Henry. I think he was like 36 or 37. Good for him. And her name was Marie or Mary. I don't know. Probably Marie because they're French. Mm. And uh, she was 17. And also she's not a redhead. She's a brunette with a red hat. Gotcha. <laughs> Still no soul. Red white. Gotcha. But, know uh, why yeah, uh, so. ginger people are so happy? Because they don't have a soul. That, and also, you only see ginger people in Ireland. And people in Ireland and up in the northern hemisphere like that have no Happiness. natural sunlight, so their body has to produce. Oh, yeah, Sean told us that. I think I told you that. But, like, um. Sean told us both that. Last summer. Dude, I knew this four years ago, but... I found that Sean told me. Yeah. Well, I was pretty sure he told me this. But, um, yeah, that's super interesting. Like, the fact that you're so white that you're just automatically happy for life, that's kind of fun. All right. Well, I'm going to end this podcast right here because it's been 25 minutes, so it's a good...